Sat Nam. I'm Guru Prakarmakar. Guru Singh and I travel the world, loving to meet an ever-growing global community. We are appreciative of your vital role on this planet, for it is your willingness to be here and listen that calls forth wisdom, that activates our collective voice in service. Your questions bring forth the answers. For a wealth of information about who we are and what we do, please visit gurusingh.com. Bless you. Satnam. Next Saturday afternoon, this coming Saturday afternoon, we have the annual fall equinox, which catches us up between what we have been studying since summer solstice. And it's been a very um, eventful time. And so we will do meditations that will help us achieve much of what we're going to actually talk about today as well and work on today in our Kriya and our meditations. There is what is called a redshift astronomically and it's been going on forever but it's quickening, it's magnifying and just remember, as parents of the little one, we love the additional sounds. So be really at ease and relaxed with those sounds. I know, I'm fully, fully in agreement. And right now is one of those times of a quickening a sublimation point. A sublimation point is when elements significantly change. Ice to water, water to steam, earth to mud. The elements are really in an accelerated format right now. Floods around the world. The one in Houston is small by comparison to the ones in, in Pakistan and India right now. Um, there's been a couple of thousand people who have died in those in Pakistan and India. Um, and then we have the fires. We have the fires right here in Los Angeles. So earth, water, fire, air, ether. They're all accelerating. The one that we can take advantage of right now is ether. Ether is that which you go to in the theta state of your brain. You actually access the etheric field. And the ether is the fifth dimension, which is where everything is before it is. That which is to be on earth happens first in the ether. And the ether is literally where you go to in a state of shock. I don't know if you've ever been in a spin-around kind of accident, you know, either on ice or on some roadway, slick roadway. But one of the things that people say when they're in a spin-around mishap in an automobile is that suddenly everything goes into slow motion. And um, I was listening to our son talk about one time when he, 
he's a skydiver um, by um, by terrifying hobby. Um, now, just kind of a joke. He knows what he's doing. Um, and one time, his main chute uh, doesn't deploy; it tangles. And so he had to deploy his reserve chute. Um, and I said to him, and he told me what he was doing. He says, "You have to cut away, and not actually cut, but you release the main chute from its from its locks." And I, I, so I was standing, I was looking at him, he says, so what does that look like? He says, it looks like... I said, okay, you're falling at 125 miles an hour straight towards the earth, and you do this. So how long did that take? He said, oh, about three or four seconds. And I said, okay, so how long does it feel like it's taking? He says, it feels like it's taking you know, a few moments. Because he says, when you go into that space, everything slows down. And you're just doing what you're doing. The 125 miles an hour straight towards the ground is not an event that you're calculating. You're calculating what you know how to do. Now, we know how to do everything. We know how to do absolutely everything. And so when you get in a spin-around, you actually know what to do. And what happens is that the brain slows into a theta state, which is the same state that you're in when you're in dream time. And when the brain slows into that theta state, instead of catching all of the danger points, you're catching the solution points. The danger points are still there, and you're still responding to them. But you're not focused, you're not fixated on them. That is what we'll be needing to do over these next couple of decades. This is not a short-term arrangement. Over this next couple of decades, we need to be coming to a lot more yoga classes. We need to be doing a personal practice on our own. On our website, we're going to be starting a process called Planet Ashram, which is where basically you can just come into the website and you can say what you're feeling like and there will be a sadhana, personal practice that will come up for you, which is not going to take you a long time. We're going to try and ca calibrate them to um, yeah, sh just go around and tell them each one individually what I'm telling them. <laughs> so that you can get into something and do it in 40 or 50 minutes so that you can have this access in that day to your highest sensation, that which you know how to do in the circumstances that you're experiencing. Because we know how to do everything. It's a matter of recalling. Now, if you know how to do everything, but you've got this enormous sound, this enormous noise in front of you, which is being ricocheted and reflected and refracted off of all of these other individual psyches who are all going, oh my God, oh my God, can you believe it? Oh my God, oh my goodness, can you believe it? Oh, can you believe it? I don't believe it. You Can you believe it? I don't, you know, and it's being accelerated across social media. It's being accelerated across media. It's being accelerated across every conversation.
and all it is is part of the spinning. And what you are is the solution to the spin. And so rather than fixating and mimicking the cry of the spin, you have to slow your rhythm down. And it becomes what Yogi Bhajan called monotonous, which is monotonous, pronounced like an Indian. <laughs> very monotonous, he would say. Do it very monotonous. And all of a sudden, you're signaling to your vagus nerve. Well, good. We're good, we're good, we're good. And what you're saying, perhaps, in another language, which is a language that is mantric, which means it does what it does rather than means what it means. Hmm? And that is, Om Namo Guru Dev Namo. That's what that is doing. Om Namo Guru Dev Namo. So it's Om the head chamber. Namo the gut chamber. Guru Dev the chest chamber. Namo. You do the gut chamber twice because the gut chamber is the one that can really get you. It's the one that is so much involved with your base emotions, fear, doubt, jealousy, rage. And you want those emotions to register, but you don't want those emotions to dominate. You want those emotions to influence, but you don't want those emotions to control. If you're in a spin, you want fear to influence. You can't go to joy in a spin and go, hey, this is cool. You're going to have to do something in the spin. What do you do in a spin? You turn toward the direction that you're spinning in so that you can gain traction. Traction is nothing that you're even thinking about in fear mode. You're thinking of reaction, not traction. But all you want to do, and so you turn in the direction of the spin in order for you to gain traction. Once you've gained traction, which is not a reaction, it's an action. Once you gain traction, now you can use traction to have a calibrated reaction. Because you have traction. If we're just emotional bodies bouncing off of other emotional bodies, we're not in traction. When my wife and I get to that place, we know it really quickly. We go, oh! Either I do it or she does it. We go, oh! Because we know if one of us doesn't go, oh, like this, oh! <laughs> that we're just going to go, wow! 
because it's meaningless and we are in our relationship 41 years old of really focusing on each other every single day so you gotta get good at it after 41 <laughs> years and we go Wah! and then the other one goes mm -hmm, oh. this is very crude language <laughs> when our kids used to hear it they would go yeah. which was their version of you idiots So you have this opportunity when you get reacting to the spin of going Ugh, and reel yourself in. Because here is in fact what you want to do. You want to get all of your brains to slow down. You want to get all of these neurological centers to slow down. Things are speeding up, your job is to slow down. And what you'll do is your reaction is going to take you into gamma mode, which is combat mode, high, comp high stakes competition mode. Right? Gamma mode is, is um, what's that stuff called? That energy drink? Thank you. Red Bull. This is Red Bull territory. And, and Red Bull territory has, has an accelerator, right? It has an accelerant. And what it feels like in Red Bull territory is that everything is accelerating. You've accelerated to the level of everything accelerating, so it feels like you've got the control. But actually what you're doing is you've, you've accelerated into the flow. So now you're with the flow, but you're not going to influence the flow. You're not going to ever influence the flow, but you're also not going to influence your course in the flow. What you're going to want to do is you're going to want to do what your brain automatically does when you go into a state of shock, when you're in a spin, and that is that you slow your rhythm down so when you slow your rhythm down, what you see here, instead of, instead of a single moment experiencing this, your single moment is in alpha, or your single moment is in theta, which means that you're actually viewing a lot more information in a lot smaller period of time, which makes it appear to slow down. And when it appears to slow down, you feel you have the capacity to guide it, which in fact you do, because it registers into your belief system to such a degree that all of a sudden your belief system is that I am, in, I am guiding this, I can do this, rather than oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, right? And that is just the excitement and anxiety mode so you have this area right here, which is the excitement anxious mode, which is right on the axis of your forward motion, and you're flipping on it. Oh my God, ha, ha, oh my God, ha, oh my God, ha, oh my God, ha, right? 
You want to pull back from that. You want to pull back into, not into your commotions or emotions. You want to pull back into your devotions. And the only way to do that, isn't this PowerPoint something? <laughs> the only way to do that is to slow your rhythms down. Now, you're not going to be slowing your rhythms down in the midst of it. And so you pick a time in your day when you can set aside some undisturbed minutes where you're going to do something. Psychologists even talk about this. It's called tapping. Hmm? EMDR, right? All of this thing that works with changing rhythms, changing rhythmical patterns. And so what you're going to do is you're going to set aside that time called sadhana, called personal practice, in which you're establishing. You're establishing the rate at which you're going to face the circumstances. And right now, we're in one of those rates that's really increasing. Astronomically, astrologically, we're in a quickening. Big, big time. The redshift, which is the expanding universe, is reached one of those sublimation points. It's going to last for a couple of decades. And as the events that are normal, in eclipses of the sun aren't abnormal, they accelerate. We just went through a full one here in this country. Everything is going to be accelerating. People's insanity is going to be accelerating. The insanity of our governance is accelerating. Just know that those are signals. Those aren't things for you to fixate on. Those are just signals. What our task to do within this is to create alternatives. Create an alternative in your conversations. Create an alternative in your demonstrations. What are you an example of? Create an alternative in that which you promote. When you call somebody up, promote compassion. Have communication with people in Houston. Have global communication with people in Pakistan and Western India. Have moments in which you sit with just yourself or yourself and those close ones around you and really focus a frequency around your loved ones, around geographical locations on the planet, Begin to use your non-logical capacities to shift what is shifting. Rather than getting into a frenzy in this frenzied energy and just being a leaf in the wind, what you'll want to do is you'll want to say, hmm. Let's catch the wind in a sail, use a rudder to 
to guide our trajectory. Rather than a burning man, let's have a contained human. Rather than, let's have a hmm. Let's feel this within this. Because we're not here to simply experience what is. We're here to be a guide within the experience of what is. We're here to be a guide within the experience of what is. And it's a guide who in the innocence of turning away from the spin, making it worse, guides you to turn toward the spin, to gain traction, to then have the ability to not make it worse, but make it better. I'm very, we have a very close associate who's been up and down all the highest peaks in the world many times. And Johan just came off of Everest and one of the things that he was said, this was probably the most grueling journey on Everest that he's ever had. And one of the things that he said to us was, people who have not been on Everest have no idea what your activities are like at 26,000 feet. Your brain at 26,000 feet, you're breathing pure oxygen so all of a sudden, your brain is accelerating. When you breathe pure oxygen, usually what happens is that you increase excitement and anxiousness. That's why in an anxiety event, you're told to breathe into a paper bag because what happens when you're breathing into a paper bag is you start breathing carbon dioxide. You start breathing what you've already breathed. And it's that carbon dioxide that will slow it down. So he says, at this level, you're at 27,000 feet. You're on ground that isn't really ground. Your brain is accelerating. And so he says, Guru Singh, you know what we did? Om He said, we did your bitonal chanting. He said, we all just got together in a circle and we were just like we do at the end of the class, you know. And he said, all of a sudden, Instead of looking at things from here where they looked really, really, really dangerous, he said all of a sudden we were looking at things from here and they looked really solid. Huh. 
And we all started, we came from being really frenzied because there was a high wind that came. We came from being really frenzied at 26,000 feet to being really connected to that place on earth. And all of a sudden, these people from being anxious became inspired. He said, I'm the most exhausted I've ever been because of what we had to do on the mountain this time. But he said, these people that went through this event probably had a greater experience than any other group that I've ever taken on to Everest. In your life, you are right now on the side of Mount Everest. If you're paying attention, you recognize that human beings have never, ever been here before. Where human beings are at, we've never been. Yogi Bhajan always said, the race is on, but the race is slightly fixed in our favor. That if you just start paying attention in that way in which you can pay attention, that way in which you can have a connection that can pay attention from the gut, that all of a sudden you'll realize that even though we've never been here before, we've always been here. Because in the fifth dimension, all time is one moment. All space is a single point. And it's the gut brain. It's literally the gut brain that allows you to relate to time and space as the fifth dimension. And you go, well, if we've always been here, and if this has always been, and it's just a perspective that makes it feel brand new, a third dimensional, fourth dimensional perspective that makes it feel brand new, let me gain traction. Let me turn toward the spin, which is completely illogical but it's magical. It's the other side of the yin and the yang. It isn't logical to turn toward the spin. Your logical brain says that'll make it worse. But the reality of physics is when you turn toward the spin, the spin stops being contrary to where you're at. So the moment, and this is what yogis have always said, the moment you begin to feel joy in the pain, the pain stops being the influence, and you can solve the pain. As long as the pain of your life is its greatest influence, you will not solve the pain. You will be trying to escape the pain. And as you try to escape the pain, the pain grips stronger because pain is a teacher. Turn toward the pain experience the pain, and suddenly the pain dissolves into joy. As the Buddha said, any emotion when fully experienced turns to joy. So we're 2,000 years away from a total solar eclipse that was, occurred on a very significant day. It was called Good Friday, the day that Jesus was being crucified. 
and total eclipses always open up phenomenal periods of time. That particular period of time was this incredible magical period in which, and he didn't die on the cross, in which he was able to continue to open up the space. So he was a single messiah. I'm looking at a room with about 60 messiahs in it. We are all those because if anybody has been, everybody can be. If anybody has been, everybody can be. So you need to dissociate your current belief system in order to reassociate with your true belief system, which is I am, I am. In French, it's je suis, which is where the word Jesus comes from. Je suis, I am. Say it. I am. Je suis. <laughs> if I was in Paris, we would be all saying je suis. Say it. I am. I am. And it's not I am this. It is just I am. And when you can be in that I am, you're always turning toward your spin. No matter what is occurring in your life, be the I am. Hmm? Be the I am. Hmm. The base emotions are the emotions that tend to control our vis visualization and visceralization of danger. So as we feel danger in our lives, we become fixated on it. And that's what we want to slow down in our turning toward the spin. So you open up the area for the kidneys, which are very much involved in our faith or our Fear, fear is not a bad thing, it's just a thing that you need to use as a tool. Bring your right heel up against the groin and extend your left leg out. Now you're going to want to go over sideways rather than frontwise. You're going to want to go over this way so that you can open up the side of the, of the body and Open up the area where the kidney is, is dwelling. There is so much extra space around the kidneys because the kidneys need space. There's so much space that when they do kidney transplants, they don't take out the old kidney. They just put another kidney in there. Right? They leave the old kidney in because that space is to be occupied. What you want to do is you want to open the space. So inhale up, exhale, come over. Inhale up, exhale, come over. Inhale up, exhale, come over. It's one of the reasons why little kids love cartwheels. Cartwheels are such good kidney openers. And people that don't want to do cartwheels are controlled by fear. 
and you open that space through a cartwheel and the fear no longer controls you. It serves you, it doesn't control you, it serves you, it's there as a mechanism to serve. It serves the muscle reactions and when the muscles are separated they don't have combined reactions which can be detrimental. When muscles can be individually activated, that's when you have true coordination. 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 Bless you for joining us. Visit gurusing.com for an ever expanding archive of lectures, videos, yoga sets, meditations, and more. All classes can be found now on gurusing.teachable.com. There's going to be long-form classes available there, 30-minute long yoga classes with Kriya. There's also what is called a Kundalini Recharge. It's a brief lecture about something like depression or gratitude or achievement or partnering or success and it'll be a lecture with a pranayama breathing exercise and a single asana that you can just jump into during the day and then it'll round out with an affirmation or meditation and these will be like 11 minutes and then there are also going to be audio files which are guided 11 minute meditations which you can listen to and that's all within gurusing.com satnam